You are listening to The Yoni Codes, where every week we explore the secret mysteries of the divine feminine through the reclamation of motherhood, entrepreneurship, and relationship. Through the gates of your yoni and held within your womb are secret codes that, when activated, spark magic, healing, and rebirth. The Yoni Codes are the wisdom keys to harnessing your power, healing your lineage, and expressing your magic in the world. We believe that if every woman unlocks the Yoni Codes within themselves, the ripple effect will be the healing of our collective. I'm Melissa April. I'm Catherine Blanco. Let us dive into the mysteries together. Hey, Yoni Codes. Welcome back for another episode of the Yoni Codes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we are <laughs> tuning in for a really potent conversation and I think a needed conversation mm-hmm. that we had another episode planned and then we got on the our recording and we started talking about motherhood and mm-hmm. how, you know, we're finding ourselves like in this very human role as a mother and how it's like humbling and confusing and frustrating and all of the things. And we're like, this is actually what we need to be talking about today. So this is what we're talking about for all you mamas, for all you people who know mamas or have mamas, like this is for you. And I think in this conversation, we're also really wanting to be witnessed and heard in, Uh in some of these, um, trials and tribulations that come with being a mom. Absolutely. And, and also having a place here today for us to show up in our, all of who we are in, in our honesty and rawness and realness and vulnerability. So yeah, get ready, get your favorite hot um, drink, or maybe if you're in the sun, maybe get a cold drink and, And tune in, like we're, we're excited to and pull up a chair (laughs) or sit on the floor. Um, And we, we feel that if, if Melissa and I are going through certain things or feeling certain ways, we know that there are others out there that can relate. So we hope that this is you and yeah. Yeah. So how this conversation started, I'll just give you guys a little bit of a a little background. So I was just at a 10 day Kundalini dance facilitator training and retreat. And there were uh, seven, seven participants. Again, it sounds like a race. (laughs) There were seven priestess women (laughs) together and six of us were moms and we had our young maiden with us. She was 25, and um she was actually the mom of all of us <laughs> funny enough we had we're like we don't have our kids with us we don't have our car we don't need to pack snacks or anything like that so you can take care of us it was really quite funny um but it was what what was really interesting was to be around these other women all moms of all different ages like you know 30 all the way down to zero <laughs> kind of thing And really kind of seeing how, not from a place of like bonding over our 
trauma or bonding over the hardships of parenting. It, it didn't feel like that. And that's something that I've really tried to steer away from. Mm-hmm. It felt like, like an open hearted, vulnerable expression of what is true, which is that being a mom is fucking hard. <laughs> yes. It is. <laughs> There's no better way to put it. Mm-hmm. And it's wonderful, right? It's wonderful and it's challenging and it's an initi- it's a constant initiation. Yes. And I was just telling Catherine, you know, like at the beginning with the babies, like we're we're at 21 months now. So for the first year and a bit, I really, and during my pregnancy, like I really, really stayed away from and tried to reframe um, any kind of trauma bonding around parenthood or buying into negative stories or perpetuating stories around how motherhood is the ultimate destroyer of everything. <laughs> like it's really easy to get sucked into those and everybody has a tale to tell. Yeah. The martyr, if you will. <laughs> yeah. The mar- the tale of the martyr. <laughs> and I was like, I don't want that experience. Like I really, really don't want that experience. And so I'm going to reframe that for myself and I'm going to create a new story and it worked really well. And what I realized was this was the way that I was healing and surviving, if you will, like that first year and a bit of becoming a a mom for the first time. And I've entered now into this new phase of humanness, like, like it, this is actually hard. And I understand now these tales in a way that I didn't Mm -hmm. before, or that I didn't want to accept it before. And there's a way for us to speak about it that is empowering opposed to defeating or deflating um, of our personal choice and experience um, throughout motherhood and and parenting, as I think we have in, in all aspects of life. So this is how this conversation sort of started. But yeah, I'm like, this is where I'm at right now is like kind of embracing the humbled human in this role and it's both kind of shitty and relieving in a way how do you feel like do you do, can you pinpoint a moment where it sort of shifted and you started like leaning more into the discomfort of of the growth phase of motherhood you know like was there a certain space where it was like oh no like this is hard and now I am starting to understand where these stories are coming from oh that's a great question Jim and I have been kind of reflecting on that because we're like this year has been really hard like 2022 it's been like amazing in so many ways and incredible like seeing all these milestones and they're like the kids are so they're so sweet and so cute um and but it's also been like so hard in the fact that like we were sick for three months and like I kind of thought like you know you expect to not sleep at the beginning but you don't necessarily expect that you're still not going to be sleeping (laughs) post a year you know 
So we've been like navigating that. So I think it was kind of like a buildup of like, this is not getting easier. Why is this load not Mm -hmm. lightening? When is the break going to come? Mm. And it was almost like, and I've actually written about this. I wrote a piece about this, how it feels like you're like, you're in the open ocean and the waves just keep coming. It's like, you can't stop it. It's just coming. And it's, and you're trying to like find breath and you're trying to find some like ground to stand on. Mm-hmm. And it's just, you're just kind of floundering a little bit. And so I feel like that's the energy that it, we've been navigating. And I think at a certain point, you kind of, like there's kind of a breaking point. And I, I think the breaking point is the point of surrender mm. of like, I can't fight this anymore. Yeah. I can't control if they get sick or not. I can't control if they're sleeping through the night or not. I can't control whether they're going to have a tantrum at the park or I, I just can't control, or if they're, did they decide they're not going to eat eggs today, even though they loved eggs yesterday. <laughs> I can't control totally. any of the things. So I guess I surrender and and that I that that I think was the turning point. I can't tell you exactly when it was. It was no, just- yeah, it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to pinpoint in exactly in timeline. But but I love that um, sort of leaning into. Wait a minute! I thought I had control here, and I don't. I don't actually have control. <laughs> yeah, and it's like there's also something about like the novelty of having like a new baby. Like it's yeah. like, it's like everything is so exciting and new. And like, even at least my own personal experience was like, oh my God, we're so tired, but this is like so amazing. And like, you're just so happy. And there's like this, this sense of like completion in a, in a way, like my heart is so full and this family feels so complete and, and there's so much love and, and, and that wears out. Like it, it moves into more of a state of gratitude, but the novelty and that excitement, that like, what do they call it? New relationship energy. Yeah. Like the honeymoon phase. Yeah. The honeymoon <laughs> phase of your baby. <laughs> of your baby. Well, it's interesting because as, as your friend and your doula, I remember, <laughs> I remember you like, you saying, I'm going to reframe all that. And I was like, in my head, I'm like, I'm so curious how this unfolds for Melissa. <laughs> I mean, I, at the time I was a mother of three and one of them being a teenager. So I've gone through a lot of phases. I mean, my oldest is 17 and a half. She's a, a gem. She's our editor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not just saying that because she's our editor, but she really she's is. A, she's our podcast manager. <laughs> She's like, you guys need to record. Yeah. Be uploaded tomorrow. It's like, oh yeah. <laughs> um, love her. But like I do like it wasn't that I was skeptical of this be- I was like of this beautiful reframe that you were doing for motherhood. It was more that I was like, I wonder how this is going to like how can I learn from Melissa in this? Because in my experience, <laughs> There comes a point, and I I always find, at least for me, again, we're speaking from personal story, and everybody's going to have their own way of navigating this and their own their own challenges. 
I love newborn phase. I find that so easy. (laughs) I'm like, okay, I'll just stay in bed and sleep with my baby. Okay. No problem. (laughs) I also didn't have twins. Never had twins. Um, and slightly grateful for that. Cause I don't, I think that would have been a lot different for me. Um, but I always find from like month nine, <laughs> around nine months for reference, my youngest is 10 months. She'll be 11 months this month. So I find around nine months to about 18 months. <laughs> um, these are my challenging months. Like I find this, this, this next phase of about nine months to be a lot harder for me as a mom. It's kind of like what um, Melissa is describing. It's like the, um, she's further on, like, I think you lasted longer than I do, but um, it's sort of like the phase of like, oh, I have another baby now. (laughs) She is a whole person and I'm tending to these other three whole people and that the like this is when it gets like okay i need to put systems in place i'm usually a really free flowing what what do i feel like doing today kind of person <laughs> and now i have to get a lot more like okay schedule and um a, a lot more intentional about how i'm running my household and um i do find yeah, sort of like the rose colored glasses kind of come off and it does get more challenging also with the sleep and, and my desire to be stronger in my own body comes into play too. So it's like, not only am I waking up to my family's needs as a whole, but I'm also waking up to my body's needs and my own like desiring space and autonomy mm-hmm. and it's interesting because when I reflect back on my very first motherhood journey with my first baby it was around nine months that I actually stopped breastfeeding mm-hmm. and it was all related to my mental health like I was supplementing but I was still breastfeeding but I needed to have separation between me and my baby. And it's like, I no longer have like shame around that. I used to hold a lot of shame that I made that choice uh, before a year um, had passed to, to wean Sarah. She was totally chill with it though. She was like, whatever, boob, bottle, whatever. I don't care. Um, <laughs> she they're, was so, yeah. <laughs> they're so resilient. Yeah. Um, it, it, usually there are some babies like, my son, not so great with a bottle. Anyway, that's for another, that's for another (laughs) podcast. Um, but it was, yeah, like, and it's interesting that, and that was like, what, 17 years ago that I felt that, and I leaned into it and I followed my body and was like, okay, this is a a no, I need some separation between me and baby. And so it's interesting, um, to be in my fourth, fourth, postpartum time and not that I'm feeling the desire to wean Cora but I am noticing like this desire to sort of come back to me in a in a bigger way and 
recognizing the hard Mm. and like the the loss of identity or the the following falling away of identity of me and wanting to clean that again yeah that's sort of where I'm at like in my mom hood over here (laughs) that like makes me emotional (laughs) (laughs) it's made me emotional (laughs) like I'll just laugh it off (laughs) yeah no the tears fall I yeah I put on mascara. That's why I was like, I shouldn't be putting on mascara today. (laughs) Yeah. I know that hits home, like with the whole breastfeeding thing too. Like I'm still breastfeeding my babes and there's like this feeling of, and I know that feeling because I feel like it probably started around, things did start to get hard around this time last year. Like things started mm. to shift and then things started to shift even more loudly, I would say at the year mark where I was like, oh, wow. Oh, okay. You guys are humans. Yes. <laughs> You're not just like a little creature thing. Um, like a little dolly. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's hard to describe, but it's like they have, it's like they, they move into their own um, independence in a way and have their own it's like they they suddenly are really vocal around their likes and dislikes and it matters when they nap and it matters like those kind of things like start to show (laughs) yeah yeah again I really did notice that like last fall for sure like around 11 12 months um but I really wanted to keep breastfeeding and I, I, you know, and I still like, I still do enjoy it. Although I am, I feel like I'm getting to this space where I feel like I'm almost ready. And mm. that's like what makes me feel a little emotional. Cause as you're talking about it, it's almost like this perfect collision of, or colliding of um, wanting the autonomy and your baby's also wanting their autonomy in a sense. Like they still need you of course, but they also, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm a person like, and I want to explore the world and and start to feel who I am in this world because this is so exciting. It's like this colliding of these two energies and it's really big and intense. Yeah. And yeah, I, I feel that so much right now because I, I was away for 10 days and that was a big decision that was planned over a very long time about me going away. Um, and I'm very grateful that I did. And I had 10 days away from them. Like it was like, you know, it's not pocket change. Like that's yeah, that's a lot. It's a meaty yeah. period of time. But it also gave me a sense of like being in my body again. Mm. And like not having like my boobs, <laughs> you know, just climbed all over and had their way with. Like it was totally. just so nice to not have that. And like I was pumping throughout um anyways I yeah and I'm I'm like really feeling that right now where I'm kind of like at this point where I'm like do I make the decision but then also like wanting them to lead it I feel like one is ready one isn't maybe but she probably could be and they did totally fine when I was away like interesting and then so just it's it's like my point is not about breastfeeding or not breastfeeding. It's just, no. like it's, so, it's such an emotional process. Oh, it is. I mean, it is <laughs> an emotional process. Like, and 
I ha- I do like with my other two, they did extended breastfeeding. Um, I, <laughs> I let them choose. I let my, my second daughter choose and it was like five years. <laughs> so just to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't, um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. And I feel that I feel the emotional toll too. Like mm-hmm. I, it, which is another, I feel like this is a whole other topic, but oh, yeah, yeah, I know we've dived, in, dived into breastfeeding, but we, <laughs> but this is kind of part of it, you know, kind of part of it though. Like it's, it's a lot part of it because, um, when you are a mother who is using your body to, to fuel your child or, or to connect with them, um, I feel like it, it adds another layer of, um, of entwinement with whether, and it's, there's a lot of positive um, aspects in it, of course, but there are some, there's the shadow side of it too. Like it's, it's not always easy. Um, And there's some aversion that can happen. And, um, and this sense of, uh, like, I definitely, of not being able to delegate it like yeah yeah and you're the only one that can do it you're the only one that can do it whether you're pumping or not like you're still the one doing it um and that can feel like a lot um when you're the mother of the family and you're doing a lot of other things other than breastfeeding as well <laughs> Yeah. And, and I, miss- I think that might be part of it as they get older. It's not like all I'm doing is laying in bed, breastfeeding all day, which is for me really pleasurable. Lots of oxytocin, all the cuddles. I don't feel like I'm being lazy because I'm recovering from birth. And, you know, yeah. But now I can't really just like sit there for a whole nap while breastfeeding. <laughs> Yeah. three hours yeah I also tend to my other kids <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like doesn't really work the same way yeah well and I think you know the flip side of it is maybe you you chose to stop breastfeeding or or that choice you didn't have that choice and yes. it just happened earlier and then a lot of people carry so much guilt like we carry so much I, we carry so much guilt. I carry, I carry so much guilt about everything. <laughs> I mean, and I'm constantly like moving that through, but I'm like, oh my gosh, this is just like such a roller coaster of emotions and like brings up so much shadow and brings up so much process, so much to process. But, you know, I think that it's such a beautiful example of rebirth because we're in this constant phase of being initiated deeper and deeper and deeper into ourselves as humans, as women, and as mothers and as partners, your relationship dynamic is constantly evolving with your partner, with your kids, with yourself. And we have to be able to let go. And I'm starting to like, feel this way. Like this was something that started to come into my awareness recently of like, you know, you want to get it right. And you want to, you know, you want you, yeah, you just like want to get things right. But also I've had this feeling of like, you know what? They're loved. They're taken care of. They're provided for, they're fed. You know, they have so much 
care and love and attention around them. And so you got to do what you got to do to take care of yourself so that you can show up for them the best way that you can. And, you know, never mind what other people think, never mind what, you know, another person is doing or another parenting philosophy or whatever. Like there's so many, like, it's like you do, you do you, you do you, what's best for you is going to be best for your kids. Oh gosh. Yes. (laughs) That's a huge, (laughs) I like, if, if you don't get anything else out of this episode, just take that one in, just take that one in. Don't listen to anyone else that you need to follow your heart and what works for you works mm. <laughs> and like really trusting that trusting yourself trusting yourself that you know what's best for your baby you know what's best for your family and you know what's best for you yeah and letting that guilt be there letting the guilt be there yeah let the guilt be there and like, and then we don't have to sh- have shame around the guilt it's like whoa yeah exactly <laughs> let the guilt be there it's okay yeah. yeah and that in itself is like letting it be there is an initiation like mm-hmm. being able to just like surrender into it a little bit and like okay yep that's there that's present i see that and i'm not attaching myself to it i'm not identifying i am not guilty of anything. I'm just experiencing some guilt right now. And that's fine. That's okay. That's allowed. But don't you think like, I feel like the Yoni code here is really bringing us back again into the wisdom of our own body and our own intuition. Mm -hmm. It's like, you do you, you know, what's best, your intuition, your heart, as long as you know, that intention is is coming from a place of love leads the way. And that is the love way. Love leads the way. Love leads the way. Mm. Love leads the way. Dude, and that's the only that's the love only. leads the way. Love leads the way. Love leads the way and allows us to be human. Yes. Oh, that gives me chills. <laughs> I wanted to share something that's been coming up for me lately um, in my home <laughs> that ties into this conversation. And and it was a helpful reframe for me or, or mindset shift. And it was around motherhood being like kind of feeling like I'm like this, the person in the family that is holding everything together. That's what it feels like all of the time. I was going to say some of the time, but all of the time, I really do feel like I am the glue. (laughs) I, I do the majority of the meal planning. I don't do all of the cooking, but I do the majority of the cleaning, like, you know, like keeping the laundry flowing, the, like all of the domestic stuff tends to fall on me or at least like I'm the delegator if I'm not actually doing it. I also find that I'm the oracle that knows where everything is. (laughs) And we recently moved like a couple months ago now, like at the beginning of July, but we're still like, where are the tweezers or there? Where's, where's the paper clips or whatever it is. 
I am somehow the one that knows where everything is. I'm like, why don't you check in the drawer over there? <laughs> I checked the drawer over there. Okay. And then I open it. It's right here in the drawer that I mentioned already. You know, like, and I was finding that I was getting really irritated, like feeling like, like heavy, like heavy, dark, like this is a burden in my life. Having like having this large family that I feel really responsible for. Why can't anyone else know where the paper clips are? Like, you know, like and kind of getting triggered with these like small requests. And I was sitting not that long, like a few days ago, like in the sun, meditating. I mean, as as well as I can meditate while also keeping my eye on my kids. <laughs> but Cora was, Cora was having a nap and the kids are in the yard with me and I'm like, I'm meditating there. And I'm like, this is a gift. This is a gift. Like I am a gift to my family because I know where everything is. And how what an honor it is that I get to hold space for my large family and like honestly like it sounds so simple and it actually really is but it has shifted like how I'm waking up in the morning it's shifted mm. how I feel when I'm doing the mundane tasks and I've had I've had this come up for my in my motherhood journey over the past 17 years several times. Um, but it was really compacted over the over the summer, I felt. And a lot of that has to also do with my husband going back to work after being on parental leave for seven months. Yeah. And he was carrying a lot of the load for those seven months. Like we were really like it felt really 50-50. So it felt so compacted when he left and, and was back at work full time. Ah, uh, and yeah, I'm just feeling so much more light and ease. Mm. The burden hasn't shifted, <laughs> but I'm not seeing it as much as a burden, more of like, hey, well, how can I show up and how can this also be for me? Like, what is what is this giving me? What is this? Um, like you mentioned, like the initiation piece, like. Mm-hmm. how is keeping my home clean an initiation <laughs> or like, you know, like reframing it in yeah. that way. And it's been actually quite powerful, still hard, but powerful in how my mind is, is seeing the work. Well, and it's also the reframe of like, does hard have to mean bad? Right. 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 Yeah. It is just, there's, there's an application of some resistance that you're experiencing that doesn't mean anything like you experience resistance when you walk up hills (laughs) you experience resistance when you swim in water (laughs) like there's there's a a force that's pushing against your energetic field and body yeah um and so could we reframe that because something that you'd said earlier as well and i can't remember if it was in while we're recording this or before, but like, I'm really recognizing my value, like how much value you hold. And not that our value should be attached to how much we do or anything, but you start to see like, as women, we are the glue that holds it all together. As you said, like we are the center of the universe, the center of our little 
familial universe, when mom's not okay, the family unit isn't okay. And I've experienced this so many times when I'm like, when I start to sink into some depression, some anxiety, some irritation that is felt in every single person in my family. Yes. And when I am able to lift myself back into a higher vibration, that's then experienced. And it's like the family unit goes back into some equilibrium. Like you are so important, not just because you fold laundry or meals or know where the paper clips are, but you're so valuable because of the, like the powerful woman that you are. Yes. Right. That, that, yeah, that, I mean, it's such a beautiful, and even if it's a simple reframe that you shared, it's like, it is so powerful, like to be able to look at it, not as like a burden, but like this initiation into more of who you are deepening your understanding of what it means to be a mom, what it means to be a partner, what it means to be a woman, a human on this planet right now. And like, and kind of taking this like one level out, it's like, and we think about what we're doing for the collective right now. Like those of us right now who are raising children, we're raising the children who are going to go on to carry our legacy to carry the healing of the planet on. And so it's not a small frivolous or insignificant task to be a mom and to be the center of the universe. It's like, it's like we have a huge responsibility, Mm -hmm. not just to ourselves and our families, but like the collective. And and so it's such an honor. It's like recognizing that it's that it's an honor to be given these this task or this uh yeah, this duty to show up for these tiny humans or same size humans <laughs> in 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 our life in our day-to-day lives. Like what a gift, what an honor. And I don't want this to come off like I'm bypassing the difficulty in it, too. It's like, of course, it's going to be difficult. It is such an immense um, duty we have. And with that immensity becomes the the difficulty, the, the hardness. And we are humans. We aren't going to get it right and we're going to fumble and we're going to get frustrated and we're going to take five minutes and go to the bedroom and scream into our pillow you know like we're going to have to have certain practices just in our daily lives to move the energy that isn't serving us to move into that duty into that space of showing up for our families while taking care of ourselves first. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And love leads the way. So. Love leads the way. <laughs> love leads the way. <laughs> but it's like from that space, it's like think of how much more of your intuition you're accessing when you're trusting that love leads the way and you are being led by love and you are trusting love and, and you're trusting yourself. It's like 
you can't go wrong. No. It doesn't mean everything is going to be quote unquote right. But exactly. You can't get it wrong when you're you're following the heart. And so, you know, this conversation around like, hmm, the mother is also a human. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is you know, I think it's I think it's important that we have, like you said, like not to bypass that it's hard, but also to weave in kind of a um, higher language around it, mm. higher vibrational frequency of language and how we're using it to share where we're coming from, knowing that you get to both release what needs to be released and in service of repositioning yourself to align with love again. You know, because I think that's the, I think that can be the trap. Because before I was in a bypassy stage, I was like, I'm not going there, I'm not buying into it. I'm not feeding into it. Okay, great. And I have to have a space to have an outlet mm-hmm. with uh, some, with people who can hold that and get that. And who also believe that I get to come back into alignment with love. Mm. Yeah, both. Yeah, both. Yeah. So who are those people for you? No, like really like who are those people for you? And if you don't have those people, you've got this community. We're both moms, (laughs) you know? (laughs) And, you know, it was interesting too, like for those of you who aren't, a parent yet, or you don't want to be, and you are tuning into this, like, I just can't help but thinking back to this retreat where we had all of us were moms, except for one, our young maiden. <laughs> and she, she was fascinated. Like she was just like asking so many questions. Like she was just so like interested and also like had this like role within this, like the circle that we've created of like taking care of us in a way, but also like just, Oh, sorry. I bet it, but I was just, I mean, we, I had already mentioned that when we were talking personally before the call, but like, that's such a um, traditional role of the maiden is to take care of the mothers. So it's, I yeah. know. And it, like, that gives me chills. And she's <laughs> just so, like, <laughs> I just like love this human so much. Um, but yeah, it was really cool just to kind of like be in it. And then you start to understand, like, I don't know, it just gives me so much more compassion for other moms who, who are struggling or going through, a. um, and by struggle, I mean, in a period of time where things are feeling crunchy, crunchy, sticky, <laughs> you know, never um, ending, never ending. Like I, I, I see you, I hear you. I have so much compassion and love for you. And you know? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think that this is valuable. One of the facilitators also said like, who's, who doesn't have any children of her own. She said, you know, the way forward is to really take care of the moms, mm-hmm. like the way, the way towards real healing liberation of this planet is to really take care of the mothers. And I think we have that secret duty to each other. Yeah. Right. So who, and who can you be in your life? Like maybe that's an action too. It's like, who are those people for you, but who can you also be that for? Yeah. The ear of compassion and listening and to stand 
for every person to come back and align with love as the center of their universe. (laughs) Mm, Melissa, this is, I feel so much lighter even after this conversation myself. (laughs) I know. I'm like, I needed this. I needed this conversation. Oh yeah. It's like, mm, yeah, it's potent and powerful and, and something also that I think is really important to recognize is that there are seasons and they come back around. It's not like this is a one-time fix thing. It's more that you recognize your human constantly. Like even as your children get older and the parenting changes, there's going to be new hard, <laughs> and, yeah. right? Like, it's just, it's not actually going to go away. The waves are just going to feel different, you know, like coming back yeah. to your, your metaphor around the waves. It's like the waves are going to actually just keep coming, but you're going to be able to swim in them differently and, like navigate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're like you'll know when to like duck your head and like <laughs> how to yeah, it's really powerful. And then also thinking about like the waves in childbirth, right? The, yes. <laughs> right? And it's like, oh, that's just a tiny little initiation. Tiny. <laughs> just to get just to, you know, really get it in your body that this ain't going nowhere, honey. <laughs> You have no control. It's all about how you're surrendering to the waves. Oh my God. It's so crazy. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. Well, thank you so much for this conversation, Catherine. Thank you so much for all of you listeners tuning in. We'd love to hear how this conversation resonated, how it landed for you. And we'll be back in a couple oh, of yeah. yeah, in a couple of weeks. So we're because we're ending the season, starting a new season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As I say with a question mark at the end of my sentence. <laughs> yeah. So this is our last. <laughs> this is going to be our last episode for the summer season. We're going to be mm-hmm. coming back. Uh, to you in September. So stay tuned on the Instagram page for details on when that first show will drop. We'll keep you in the loop. We'll also be tuning in live on Monday mornings at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the IG page to have conversations as we've been doing. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Looking forward to it. So thank you so much for being with us through summer and see you in september join us over at ig and you'll see us a lot more (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) okay much love bye bye thanks for tuning in to this yoni code if this episode moved inspired or flat out entertained you please head over to itunes and give us five stars or share with a friend follow us on instagram at the yoni codes to continue the conversation Oh, and make sure to click on the link in the profile for other ways to connect. We look forward to unlocking the next Yoni code together.